Praise God. Praise God again. For those who don't know me, um, my full name is Samuel Mutugi Njogu, and I'm the preacher of the day today. Thank you. Thank you. This is my first time preaching in the youth, and I'm hoping that the Lord will use me accordingly. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, um, the past two weeks we've been talking about work, and we've been doing a book called Every Good Endeavor, and I'm hoping you guys have been reading the book. And today, today we are going to be looking at the design and dignity of work. Tell your neighbor, design and dignity of work. Yes, and before we begin, I'd, I'd like to ask a question, a hypothetical question. Um, what, what would you do if you won 30 billion Kenyan shillings? 30 billion Kenyan shillings. Anyone? Uh-huh. So you'd stop what you're doing and go for vacation. Uh-huh. Anyone else? Sorry? Uh, oh, donate to church. How many would go back to doing what they were doing? If you're in school, how many would go back to school? Uh-huh. How many would go back to their jobs? Great. Great. Well, if I was in high school and I got that billion Kenyan shillings, I don't think I'd go back to school. But now I'd come back to church. So a research, a study has shown that 200 such winners that are people who have won such amount of money and almost 80, 85% of those people have gone back to their jobs and a third of 85% have gone back to the same jobs they were doing. And a similar study has been done and 600 such winners, 90% um, of the 600 have gone back to their jobs. So why, why would all these people go back to their jobs if, if they have all this money? And the reason why we work, the reason why maybe we study um, is to get shelter. Some of the reasons why we work is to get food, shelter, some of, some of those basic needs. So why would these people continue working yet they have all this money, whereas we know that work occupies most of our time and energy. We had one. So then we ask ourselves this question that is there value in the work that we do? Do you think there is value in the work that we do, guys? Do you think there is value? Is there any connection between our faith and the work that we do? Yes. Correct. Thank you so much, um, Wallace. So yeah, there is, faith, there is connection between the faith and the work that we do. And work, well, work is mentioned in the Bible probably um, more than any other subject in the Bible. And we see this in Genesis 1. The Bible begins by telling us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the Bible gives us the first characteristic of God, which is God being a worker. So we see God working. So it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens, and it, it shows us that our God himself was a worker. And when God put Adam in the Garden of Eden, he put him there as a co-creator. And 
We see this in Genesis chapter 1. I'd like us to read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26, where it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. Those are instructions. Those, those, that's, that's work, ruling over, um, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the creature that moves on the ground. So our first instruction was to work. Um, when God was creating us, what he had in mind is that he's putting us in this earth to come and work. So this shows us that work is important to God and work should be important to us. Hallelujah. So work was not designed to make us, to make us tired. Work was not designed to make us unhappy. Work was not designed to make us sweat. Work was part of God's great plan. And the Bible says that we are made in the image of God. And what does it mean that we are made in the image of God? It means that we reflect some characteristics of God. We reflect that God is creative. We reflect that God was a worker. When we, when we design, when we do, God was a designer when he created. When you look around and see the sky and see the sunsets, how many take a picture, takes a picture of the sunset whenever they see? Yeah. Because it's beautiful. That shows that God was a great designer. So he worked. And so work should be important to us. And, and, and this, um, us being in the image of God tells us that we reflect his creativity. We, we reflect his, 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 his greatness. And we reflect that he actually worked. So we are his representatives in the world that he made. It's like um, I have, let's say, for example, Isaac has a company, a big company. Amen. Hallelujah. And he has, he's a CEO and he employs many people. Those guys will be representing him outside there. They'll be seeing, they'll be seeing these guys from Isaac's company and they see the CEO. When we see guys, when we see M-Pesa, when we see guys from Safaricom, we see, some of us think of Bob Colimo. Wow, Bob Colimo is doing a great job. So we are like, we are God, that's the same with us. We are God's representatives in the world that he made. So the purpose of work is to draw forth the potential of God's creation. Tell your neighbor, the purpose of work is to draw forth the potential of God's creation. Yes. For example, if you work in a restaurant, you're involved in drawing the raw material of God's creation to feed the people. You may not have planted the plants, you may not have planted, you may not have been involved in digging in the garden, but you are involved in drawing raw material, the raw material of God's creation to feed the people. If you're involved in technology, you're involved in taking the raw material of earth, of the earth and putting them together for the use of people. Because everything around us, is there anything, is there anyone who came to this world with something 
we all found everything here. Look around, look at the building that we are, we are in right now. Um, people, people became creative and we drew for the potential of what God has given us to build something. We drew for, someone, someone came up with this, this design and the ion that we can see. Another example is when the gold, when, the, when we see the gold in the ground, God put it there because he knew that we, he wanted us to work. He wanted us to be creative so that we can use that gold to make um, World Cup, the World Cup trophy. We can use that gold to make good earrings. So the purpose of work is to draw forth the potential of God's creation. So whatever job that you're doing, whatever job God has called you to do, he has called you to shape his world after he created it so that you can create more with what he has given you, what he has made. And that's why God put Adam in the Garden of Eden. And this leads us to the verse of the day, which is Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, that says, The Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it. So Adam was not put in the Garden of Eden to just chill and relax with the lions and talk to the snakes. He was put there to work in the garden, to take care of the garden. And what a, who knows, um, who can tell me what are some of the things that a gardener does when you, when you see a gardener, maybe in your place. What does the gardener do? Yes. Uh-huh. They trim. Great. Sorry? Oh, yeah, weeding. So Adam, Adam was a gardener. And this is the work. When God put him there, um, it says that then God took man, put him in the garden of Eden to work, eat, and take care of it. So he was not just chilling. He was not, he was not just at Kimbizanaying. Um, he was not running around with the lions. He was working. He was plowing. He was, he was taking care of the flowers. If the, if the, if the tree sheds some, some leaves, he would go take away the leaves so that it can be neat. So that, so God had a plan for us. So God in mind when he was creating us, he had a plan for us that we will work, that we will come in this world that he created so that we can create more with what he has made. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, Paul tells us that whatever we do, whether in word or deed, we should do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we recognize that we represent Jesus Christ and God. We represent God with Jesus Christ in our workplaces. We represent God in our schools. We represent God in each and every space we are in. So how we treat others and how diligently and faithfully we do our work reflects on our Lord. So how well do your actions fit with who he is? How well do your actions, how well does your work fit with who God is? Working in Jesus' name also implies that we live recognizing that he's our boss. Just as the example of the company, we should live recognizing that God put us here for a purpose. So we should, we should live recognizing that he's the boss. He's the one we are accountable to. He's the one that, who is, he's the one that is in charge. 
I was just imagining that if we, we actually worked as if God was in charge of us, as if God was the boss, if, if God was seated in the office that Pastor Joshua is sitting on right now, and because we are supposed to come so that God can, can meet me here. Because we are accountable to God. He's, I'm just imagining if, imagine if God was your boss in the work that you do, if God was your boss. Would you, would you just be doing the work the way you do or you treat it with some sort of um, meaning if God was your boss? So, so it implies that we live recognizing that he's our master. He's our boss. He's the one that we are actually and ultimately accountable to. This doesn't mean that we should not respect the guys who are in charge. This doesn't mean that I should not respect Pastor Joshua. I should respect him, knowing that God has put him in that position also. But God is the one who we should actually be accountable to. This leads us again to Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. I think we've read that verse, which says, um, Colossians chapter 3, sorry. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, not human masters. So whatever you do, whatever you're doing, whatever your job is, even in school, even in school, you should start, imagine, you know, when I was in school, we were, the assignments were too many. So some of the assignments, um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't finished. I was, let's say, I was not that bright in school. <laughs> so um, the assignments to me, they were too much. But I'm, I'm just imagining if God was the teacher, if God was the one coming, because he will know. He will know that Tugi has not done the assignment. Because God is all knowing. I'd be finishing, I'd be going ahead of the teacher, doing all the assignments in the work, because he's the one that, that's how we should treat the position that we are in right now. As if God is the one in charge, as if God is the one, he's the boss. So yeah, do work at, work, work with all your heart as if you're working for the Lord and not human masters. And again, what does do it all in the name of Jesus mean in a deep understanding? It means that imagining and this is how we should live. Imagining what our daily goals would be if God were the owner of the business. What our daily goals would be if God was the owner of the work that you're doing right now. What our daily goals would be if God was the teacher in the school that you are in right now. And with this understanding, we will do all the day's work in pursuit of goals that honor God. If we understand this, we will do every work in, um, with goals that in the end they will honor God. And do we do that in our works today? Do we, do we work as if we are working for God? Or do we wake up on Monday? Because today is Sunday and I know most of the people, Monday is very, apart from those guys who work in church because Monday is their off day. Others who work in, who, who work in other places and those who are in school, Monday up on Monday, but we should, with this understanding, with this understanding, 
We will do all the day's work in pursuit of goals that honor God. We will do everything in pursuit of goals that we know they will honor God. So once we realize that work was designed for us to continue with the work God started, we will not let some beliefs that we have affect how we work or affect how we view work. Because many Christians wrongly believe that the work that matters is the work that is sacred. And I remember Pastor Joshua asking last, um, the first Sunday when we began the book, between being a pastor and being a doctor, which work is more holy? What did people say? Being a pastor. Between being a pastor and being a mortuary attendant, which work is more holy? Being a pastor. Between being a pastor and a conductor, which work is more holy? People will say being a pastor. But we, when we have this understanding, this wrong understanding, we limit the definition of sacred work to any activity affiliated to our churches. And of course, it's, it's good to meet together in church every time. But idolizing church and church work, because that's what it is, may cause many problems in the church and its desire, vision, and ability to fulfill God's mandate. So we should treat each work, every work that we have been given, everything that we are doing, we should treat it as if it is sacred. Every work is sacred because it is God who has given you the gift of doing that work. If you're a designer, if you're a photographer, God has given you the, the gift because there are some people, even though you give them a, a camera, They'll not be able, they'll use auto mode. How many use auto mode like me? Ah, you guys are professionals of using cameras. Okay. All right. I know Gary is a professional because he, he's a missionary. So, <laughs> so if you have these wrong beliefs, it will lead us to believe that on, the only work that matters is full-time paid ministry. So if we really want to please God and if we really want to live a life of significance, we must become pastors and missionaries. No, that's not it. Because the Bible tells us that God-given work, if well done with the purpose of meeting the needs of others and enhancing the lives of others, is a God -give, that's God-given work. That if you're doing your work, if you're doing, if you're studying with the purpose of meeting the needs of others and enhancing their lives, that, then that is God-given work because you're studying, maybe you're studying to be a doctor, maybe you're studying design to be a photographer, maybe you're studying to be different things. So if you treat your work with purpose and meaning, then that, that is God-given work. And in, in First Peter Chapter 4, verse 10. It says, it says that each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God, of God's grace in its various forms. That this, the work that you have been given, that's, that's like a gift from God. And you should use it lives. And not just you know, most of us choose some jobs because of money, because of how popular maybe it is. But that's not what God has called us to do. 
God has called us, as I said earlier, we are co-creators, and he has called us to do work with purpose, to continue with what he has started. And the second thing these wrong beliefs can cause is that it can cause many Christians to become spiritually fragmented and divided. It will make them believe that there should be a clear division between the sacred and secular and the private and public, which we see today. That people will treat you differently if you're if you if you have the collar, the collar for the pastor. And if you're wearing maroon clothes for a conductor, people will treat you, people will treat you very differently. But there should be no division between any work because all work is sacred. And most Christians no longer know how to integrate their faith into each sphere of their lives. That is family, work recreation, and church because they are divided, because who they are in church is who is, they are not the same person on Monday and Tuesday. Then again on church, they are different person. They are now holy. But the Bible tells us as a Christian that a Christian is to be a person with integrity, which means whole, healthy, and undivided. That you should be the same person in private and in public. The same person you are today is the same person you will be tomorrow on Monday when you're going to work, when you're going to school. So all of this tells us that God equips each one of us with unique gifts, talents, and interests. And he calls us to a calling for which we are best suited for. God does not call you to God does not take you to a calling that you are not suited for unless you took, you took yourself there. So God equips each one of us with the unique gifts. And he is most glorified and pleased when we pursue something that he uniquely equips us for and calls us to do. Because we are, we are all different. Sindio. Um, some of us can speak properly in public, others can't. Others can, like Omaka, can take a good picture. Maybe I can't. Because God has given us unique gifts, talents, and interests. And he's calling us, for, he's calling us to do the thing that is best suited for us. So let us not choose work or let us not choose what we would like to do according to how much it pays or according to its popularity. I remember this time helping a friend to choose a course they would like to do in university. And I was trying to help her. I was mentioning maybe nursing. Then she was like, nursing is not, they don't pay that well. It's not popular. Um, it's not marketable. Um, IT, IT, now everybody knows IT. I can do IT. So the, we, are choosing, we are choosing what to do according to how much it pays and according to its popularity. But that's, that's not how God wants us to work because he has given us unique gifts and interests. And he wants us to treat work as if it is him we are working for. So I would like us to know that work was not necessarily an evil that came to us when Adam sinned. 
work was there even before. It was part of God's plan. It only became harder when man sinned. Work is something that humans were created to do. So let us find joy in everything that we do. Let us find happiness in everything that we do. And I'd like to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, which says that God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. That God, found, God saw all he had made. He found joy in what he had made. He was happy with what he had made. So what does that tell us about ourselves and how we should treat work? We should treat work with joy. We should love what we do. Just as God saw what he had done and saw that it was good, that's how we should look at the work that he has given us and look at it and say, wow, this work is good. So what's our action call, guys? What are we being called to do? I want us to ask ourselves how we are going to honor God in the work that we do and in the work that we choose. For those who are employed, for those who are not, because I know God will provide work, hallelujah. So how are we going to honor God in the works that we do and in the works that we choose and in our studies? How are we going to honor God? And again, I'd like us to, as we finish that, as we ask ourselves this question, we should give thanks to God for the work that he has provided and the works that he will provide in this place. Amen? Amen. And lastly, I'd like us to pray that we work as unto the Lord and enjoy what we do. Because most of us are stuck in places we don't like because maybe of how it pays. We are stuck in places, places we are not happy because, of, because you are told this job, this job, can, this job will take you far. But that's not what God has called you to do maybe. Or if, maybe it's what God has called you to do. You just need to change the attitude. You work as if you're working for him. So let us pray that we work as unto the Lord and enjoy the work that we do. Thank you. Let us pray. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you this morning, you thanking you for the gift of lives. We thank you, Father, for the lives that you have brought here today, that your message on our work, the attitude that we might have on, on the position that you have put us in right now, may, may it be our study, may it be our workplace. We are praying, Father, oh God, that we are going to change and we are going to, to work as if we are working for you, oh God. And Father, we are praying that your word will communicate to these people as they live as even they go out in the workplace, oh God, they are going to be your representatives in those places you put them. They are going to be people who, who reflect who you are in the decisions that they make, in the goals that they put, oh God. They are, they are going to put goals that honor you. And Father, we believe that 
through prayer and through your guidance and your Holy Spirit, which will guide us. We are praying, we believe that the attitude will change. And we believe, Father, that you, you are going to walk with us in this journey. As, even as we do this, this book of every good endeavor, we are praying, Father, oh God, that it is going to change the lives that are in this place. We pray this believing and trusting that your power and your spirit is going to walk with us today and even tomorrow and, and the whole week, Father. For it is in Jesus' name we do pray, believing and trusting. Amen.